from Australia, this is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au. Hello, hi and g'day. I'm Graham VK4 Baker Baker with the WIA National News for week commencing May 9. In this edition, WIA Director Scott Williams, VK3KJ, with WIA election result. WIA Secretary Peter Clee, VK8ZZ, and AGM details. WIA Director Philip Shields, VK2CPR, and ACMA's five-year spectrum outlook. And WIA Contest Champion results for 2020 with Peter, VK2PR. Hi, this is WA Director Scott Williams, VK3KJ, and on behalf of the Board, it's great to be appearing on the broadcast today. Well after a long-anticipated Board election process, John Marshall, the WIA Returning Officer, has officially declared the results of the 2021 election. I would like to now read a short statement on behalf of the WA Returning Officer, John Marshall. I hereby formally declare the poll result for the 2021 election of directors of the Wireless Institute of Australia as follows. Name and number of votes. Scott Williams, 547 votes. Peter Clee, 479 votes. Greg Kelly, 477 votes. Peter Schrader, 458 votes. Chris Dimitrovic, 399 votes. Peter Dernikos, 362 votes. Stephen Green, 272 votes. David Erzell, 173 votes. There was 27 informal votes. I therefore declare the successful candidates as Scott Williams, Peter Clee, Greg Kelly and Peter Schrader. May I take this opportunity to thank all candidates for their interest in the position of director and remind the unsuccessful ones that it is not long before the next election. I'd also like to extend my thanks to those members who gave up their valuable time and volunteered to count votes. They are Mark Hillman, Peter Gibson, John Chenoweth, Jack Bramhan, Michael Adams, Keith Proctor and Neil Wilson. The WIA Executive Officer, Bruce Deathholtz, as usual, had all the matters ready for the formal count and I commend him on his excellent work. It was also pleasing to see so many candidates expressing interest in the directorship. And for those that were not successful this time, I thank you for the interest and participation and look forward to seeing your name in future ballots. Several members also took the trouble to write to me to express frustration at the mail delay, and I take on notice their comments. I congratulate the successful candidates John Marshall, WIA Returning Officer, 2021 Election of Directors. I would also like to announce that the WIA Board of Directors has resolved to hold the 2021 Annual General Meeting on Saturday the 26th of June 2021 at 11am Eastern Time. This year's AGM will again be held as a virtual event online. Registrations to the event will be necessary and details of the registration process will be released shortly. Please keep an eye out on your email, on the website and social media. So don't forget, please make sure you put a placeholder in your calendars for Saturday, the 26th of June, 2021, 
at 11 o'clock Eastern Time for the WAA 2021 AGM. That's it for me this week. Thank you to all those members who supported me in the recent board elections, and I very much look forward to serving on the board and advancing this wonderful interest of amateur radio. Cheers and best wishes. Scott, VK3KJ. Now, another one we've all been waiting for, the notice of the WIA AGM. Under normal circumstances, the annual general meeting of the Wireless Institute of Australia is due to be held by May 31 each year. But these are extraordinary times and COVID-19 does not make holding annual general meetings easy. Here is WIA Secretary Peter VK8ZZ with news about the 2021 AGM. Thanks, Graham, and good morning, listeners. The 2020 annual general meeting was to have been held in conjunction with the annual conference in Hobart, Tasmania, in early May last year. Unfortunately, the Hobart conference was cancelled due to government restrictions on gatherings and travel due to COVID-19. It was not known how long the restrictions on travel or gatherings would be in place and accordingly the board of the WIA decided to defer the AGM to a a date to be determined. And a formal application was made to ASIC, the Australian Securities and Investment Corporation, for an extension of time to hold the AGM. ASIC is the regulator for public companies such as the WIA. ASIC confirmed to us in writing the granting of an extension for the period within which the company must hold its 2020 AGM and further indicated no action for deferred AGMs. ASIC have extended the provisions of no action for delayed and virtual AGMs to be held in 2021, thereby allowing the WIA to again hold the 2021 AGM as a virtual annual general meeting. Today I have posted a notice on the WIA website announcing the WIA 2021 Annual General Meeting. The board of the WIA have determined that the AGM will now be held on Saturday the 26th of June 2021, commencing at 11am Eastern Standard Time. That's 9am for you in the West. The format of the Annual General Meeting will be similar to that held in 2020. You can view the 2020 Annual General Meeting video on the WIA website. There are also videos from previous Annual General Meetings as well. The agenda for the 2021 Annual General Meeting will issue shortly. Notice of the 2021 Annual General Meeting has been published on the WIA website and in social media as well as by Memnet email to all members. A link to the ASIC approval to defer annual general meeting and allowing virtual meetings is available to be viewed on the WIA website and in the text version of this broadcast. This is WIA Secretary Peter Clee, VK8ZZ. The continued development of a vibrant and relative amateur service in Australia is what the WIA is all about. Hence its well-thought-out response to the ACMA five-year Spectrum Outlook 2021 One of the ways that ACMA determines its work program priorities and items is through its rolling five-year program. Updated each year, the five-year rolling spectrum outlook provides the radio communications industry with a view of what areas ACMA intends working on for the next 12 months and also what future issues ACMA is watching. 
As WIA Director Philip Shields, VK2CPR, has pointed out previously on WIA National News. The WIA is seeking ACMA to put forward finding a new way for the amateur service to collaborate with ACMA on relevant revisions to the amateur syllabus, seeking a review of the effectiveness of the amateur service examination system in light of the lack of growth of recently licensed operators in Australia particularly through 2020 under COVID when compared to other countries. The extension of operating privileges for standard licensees to include access to the 50 to 52 megahertz band. Review of the defined usage of the 7.1 to the 7.2 megahertz area of the 40 meter band uh, to move it to a primary status for amateur radio operators in VK, noting this is the case around the world and consideration of increased frequency agility by amateur operators when dealing with over-the-horizon radar systems and then their interference from foreign sources, especially in the high-frequency spectrum. The continued development of a vibrant and relevant amateur service in Australia is what the WIA is all about. So cheers for now, and 73s. Uh, This is Phil, VK2CPR. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, international news with Jason, VK2LAW. Hi, and yes, the international news, as always, is thanks to IARU, RSGB, RAC, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, NZART, Amateur Radio Newsline and the worldwide sources of your WIA. The news from Region 1, German radio server crashes. Germany's National Amateur Radio Society, DARC, started a nationwide online amateur radio training course and were amazed at the response. The course aims to prepare candidates for the exams next November for the Federal Network Agency Class A and Class E licences. The number of candidates exceeded all expectations. 213 people gathered in the virtual course room, tref.darc.de. Unfortunately, this number also exceeded the capacity of the server. Despite all efforts to save bandwidth, the first course session ended somewhat abruptly, about 10 minutes before the planned end. However, there's now a plan to prevent repetition at the next session. Despite this technical problem, the start of the course was a complete success. A small, dedicated group of teachers and a large, no less dedicated group of learners have come together, and based on feedback so far, both sides are very satisfied with each other. The RSGB has announced that the GB2RS news broadcast is now available on the QO100 amateur radio transponder on the geostationary satellite SAL2. QO100 provides continuous coverage from eastern Brazil to as far west as Thailand. There are two amateur transponders, one for narrowband modes such as SSB and FT8 and the other for digital amateur television, DATV. Make me recall when Q News, the forerunner of this WIA news service, was successfully bounced off the moon in the late 1990s, be it just the masthead name of Q News. In Region 2, experimental sensor shows noise reduction potential. If you're constantly battling noise in the environment in your attempts to get on the air, 
this next story from Amateur Radio Newsline's Kent Peterson. Kilo Charlie Zero Delta Golf Yankee might just show some promise. Researchers in the U.S. who have been working with atom-based sensors and receivers say their work holds potential for weeding out environmental noise and other radio interference. Scientists at the National Institute of Standards and Technology see the sensor as a vital component because of its ability to measure what they call the angle of arrival of a wireless signal, a capability they believe will have a positive impact on the transmission for radar, 5G, and other modes. According to an article in phys.org, the system is able to take incoming signals and convert them into different frequencies. After measuring the separate electromagnetic waves' frequencies and their phase, that is, the position of the waves relative to each other, the system can determine where the signal is coming from. The scientists say that's necessary in order to differentiate real communications from interfering signals. According to the phys.org article, atom-based receivers and antennas have added benefits. They can be a great deal smaller than their traditional counterparts, and by making use of atoms to do the main work, they have no need for more conventional forms of electronics to do signal conversion. I'm Kent Peterson, KC0, DGY. Elderly couple uses military Morse code training to escape. They listened and listened until the bips and beeps finally made sense, and then it was time to go. A husband and wife briefly escaped from a secure memory unit at an assisted living facility by using military experience with Morse code to decipher and memorise the code to an electronic door lock. The couple have dementia and Alzheimer's disease. The man said when the couple were finally located, he had previously worked with Morse code in the military and was able to use this experience to learn the door code by listening as staff punched numbers into the keypad. The facility were fined some $2,000 by the state. ARRL Executive Committee nominates past ARRL President Joel Harrison, Whiskey 5 Zulu November, to be the next IARU Secretary. The incumbent secretary, David Sumner, Kilo One Zulu Zulu, has announced his intention to step down on July 1st. For WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Now, operational news with Felix, VK4FUQ. Hello there. The CQ Worldwide CWWPX Contest, May 29-30. The VK Shires, June 12 and 13. Winter VHF UHF Field Days June 26 27. IAA UHF World Championship July 10 11. Trans Tasman Low Band Contest. Next contest July 17 and has the aim of encouraging low band activity between VK and ZL on 160, 80 and 40 metres using SSB, CW, NRT or PSK. RD or Remembrance Day Contest will be August 14 15. Alara Contest. A combined phone and CW run over 24 hours starting on Saturday 28th of August at 0600 hours UTC finishing Sunday 29th of August at 0559 hours UTC. WIA Contest Champion results for 2020 are in. And in this week to the VK1 WIA Contest Studio is Peter VK2PR. The WIA Contest Champion Peter Brown Trophy is awarded annually for the best combined effort in WIA-sponsored contests. It recognises those who have participated in multiple WIA contests and submitted blogs throughout the year. There were a total of 309 contestants during 2020. The winner of the VK4 Papa Juliet Peter Brown Trophy for 2020 is Laurie Mew, 
BK5, Lima Juliet, with a score of 500 points. Laurie entered six of the nine eligible contests and won first place in the John Moyle and Harry Angel contests, second place in the Oceania CW, Trans-Tasman and VK Shires contests, and third place in the Remembrance Day contests. Congratulations, Laurie. Laurie has now won Peter Brown Trophy three years running. Equal second place went to Gerard Hill, VK2 India Oscar, and Alan Mason, VK2 Golf Romeo, both with scores of 300 points each. Fourth place was Rob McKnight, VK2 Mike Tango, with a score of 260 points. Fifth place was Diane May, VK4 Delta India, with a score of 256 points. Full results can be viewed at wia.org.au slash members slash contests slash contest champion. 73, and good luck in the contests. Thanks, Peter, VK2PR. Special recognition for youngest US contesters. A great idea which will encourage more young radio amateurs to get involved in contesting has been announced. National Contest Journal will recognise the winners of the three North American QSA parties that the journal sponsors twice a year. Starting in August, operators 25 years of age and younger will see their results highlighted for CW, SSB and RITI. This was inspired by a similar practice by Youth on the Air in Region 1. It is not a separate category. The upload app for the logs will, however, contain a checkbox indicating whether the youngest operator qualifies for a IOTA designation. DX Window The ref is flying high to celebrate its 100 years, which took place back on March 31. The Royal Australian Air Force call signs the target are VI-100AF ending May 29, VK-100AF ends August 31. EUDOTA is the acronym for Europe Day on the Air. Listen for the following Spanish station to be active this weekend, May 7-9, to commemorate the creation of the EU in 1950. The special call signs are AO1EU, AO2EU, AO3EU, all the way through in that format to AO9EU. GB5LIB Guernsey Amateur Radio Special Event Call is on the air between the 8th of May and the 14th of May on all bands and modes from 160 to 10 metres. Some satellite operation is likely too, including QO100. GB5LIB celebrates the 76th anniversary of the liberation of the islands in the Ballywick of Guernsey. JW1I is the club call sign for the meteorological station on Bear Island, EU027, Svalbard. The operator is Erling, JW-LB2PG, who is expected to stay there until the 15th of May. GB2, England Special Event. This station is active in honour of HRH Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, passing on April 9th at the age of 99. GB2, DOE. Activity until May the 15th, QSL via LOTW. Members of the Association of Radio Amateur of the Mexican Republic will activate three special call signs to celebrate their club's 61st anniversary. Look for 61A, 62A and 63A until May 16 on 166 metres all modes and the satellites. Colin Butler, writing in the ICQ podcast, tells how a submarine, USS Squalus, sank in the Gulf of Maine on the 23rd of May 1939. 26 of his crew were lost, but miraculously, 33 others were saved. 
The Maine Hammeredale Society will be honouring the Squalus and her crew with a special Remember the Squalus event on the 82nd anniversary of this tragic accident, Sunday, May 23, using the call sign W1S. Antarctica Operation Alexia's activists RIO1ANT from Antarctica until month's end, May 30, from Russian Progress and Vostok base stations on 40 metres and higher using CW and FT8. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with Cole, VK3GTV. Hi everyone, just before we kick the segment off, just a reminder that there's a video version of this news compiled each week by VK5BD Bevan. There's a link on the WIA News webpage, also in the text version of this broadcast, or simply just search YouTube for VK5BD. Well worth a look. Now on to our first topic, Worldwide Special Interest Group's Females in Radio. International YL Contest Honours Memory of a Friend. Friendship was at the heart of the original concept for the Day of the YL's Contest, which began as a dream for French radio amateur Karine F5ISY. After she became a silent key in 2019, her friends around the world took up her vision. Cell Embi, KB3TZD from Amateur Radio Newsline, tells us more. When the Day of the YL's Contest gets on the air on May 29th and 30th, many of the operators will be listening for new radio amateurs and remembering an old friend. Corrine, F5ISY, who became a silent key before she could see her dream for this contest become a reality. YL's from around Europe, many of them personal friends of Corrine, will be calling QRZ in her memory. Be listening for Christina, G5YL, Nisi, KA1ULN, and Raisa, R1BIG, among others. YLs working other YLs earn extra points, but OMs are welcome to make contacts too. The contest will be held on HF as well as D-Star, Fusion, and DMR. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Cell Emby, KB3TZD. Thanks, Cell. More females in radio news and Shortwave Collective is an international feminist artist group established in May 2020 and meets regularly to consider feminist concerns within amateur radio and experiment with the radio spectrum as artistic material. Last weekend saw an activity they're calling Fence Tanner. Sound artist Hannah Kemp-Welch, M7HKW, and other members of Shortwave Collective hooked up their radios to fences in a work-in-progress artistic performance, Fence Tanner. Hannah said the group have built no-power, low-budget foxhole radios using wire, razor blades, scrap cardboard and safety pins and attach these DIY devices to fences, hijacking them as their antennas to scan the radio spectrum. Watch shortwave collective Fence Tanner. Just Google Fence Tanner on YouTube. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. PSAT 2, NO104, VHF is alive. Bob Bruniger writes... PSAT 2 VHF awoke from an eight-month slumber on April 26th. PSAT 2 will not be in APRS mode, but a brand new experimental mode for DTMF uplink and voice downlink. So you preload your grid and call sign into a 16-digit DTMF memory in your radio, and when the satellite hears this, it will assign a QSO number and QSL the grid by voice 
and then also generate an APRS packet for collection by APRS operators. There's even a way to send back a DTMF QSL so you can make it a two-way DTMF contact. There's a user operating manual available on the PSAT2 webpage. Space Oddity? WISA Woodsat to launch by end of year. A project sponsored by a plywood supplier in an unconventional PR stunt could place a wooden satellite in orbit by the end of 2021, testing the suitability of treated wood as a cheap space material. The wooden satellite is based on a basic versatile CubeSat format, KitSat, which is designed with educational use in mind. The WoodSat project, based in Finland, began with students across the country contributing parts to a CubeSat launched by Balloon. The IARU posting for WoodSat indicates that there are several amateur radio experiments on board, including photo downlinking. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Medical. GB0ME will be on air until the 16th of May to highlight awareness of the medical condition ME. Symptoms of ME, myalgic encephalomyelitis, may appear similar to many other illnesses and there is no test to confirm ME. This makes it difficult to diagnose. The illness can be unpredictable. The official awareness day is next Wednesday, the 12th of May, and until the 16th, George, MM0JNL will be operating as GB0ME when working from home to get the call sign out there. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Mills on the Air. In our Special Interest Group news segment, we feature a lot of OTAs. SOTA, JOTA, YOTA, IOTA, ROTA, and now MOTA, Mills on the Air. The Mills on the Air event is held annually in May and is coordinated by the Denby Dale Radio Society in the United Kingdom which started the event around 25 years ago. It coincides with the National Mills Weekend run by the Society for the Protection of Ancient Buildings. This is not a contest, but rather an opportunity of promoting the hobby of amateur radio and, at the same time, promoting the preservation of heritage. Radio amateurs set up stations at mills all over the world and invite amateurs to contact them. One such mill is located in VK3 and is operating right now, so let's check in on them. I'm Tony, VK3KKP, and I'm at Anderson's Mill in Smeaton, Victoria, the very first Australian mill to be activated during the International Mills on the Air weekend in 2017. I'm letting all radio amateurs know that the Bendigo Amateur Radio and Electronics Club, Barrack, is using special event call sign VI3Mills. And if you're able to have a QSO with us during the rest of this weekend, you will receive an electronic QSL card. All the QSL details and frequencies of the activation are on the VI3Mills page of QRZ.com. But try 3655 kHz and 7115kHz kHz to start with. So hurry up and give us a call and receive your electronic QSL card. Thanks, Tony. I hope you get heaps more contacts. And in addition to the HF frequencies, you can contact them via the Ben Nevis VK3RWA 2-meter repeater and IRLP node 6310. As Tony mentioned, all the details are on the QRZ.com website. Just look up the special event call sign VI3Mills. For WIA National News, I'm Cole, VK3GTV. Wishing all the mums a very happy Mother's Day. Now, don't forget, all items you've heard in today's WIA National News are to be found in print 
when you read the text editions. Best read at wia.org.au and when you go to wia.org.au you'll be able to read front page news. And if all else fails, Google is your friend. Hey, I've just been talking to Hammy from Mayhem, and he's so excited. With plenty of space available at Wyong Racecourse, putting on the largest amateur radio meet-up under the Southern Cross as a COVID-safe event is coming together well, with exhibitors and traders confirming one after another. No surprise, with the air-conditioned trader marquee and other facilities, everyone is looking forward to May 30th. All the fun things from Wyong Field Day have been incorporated into Mayhem, starting on Saturday with the fox hunts, the Saturday evening meet and greet, then on Sunday with the traders, exhibitors, undercover car boot sales for up to 60 cars, lectures and licence exams. Yep, they'll all be there. Come one, come all, and join in the mateship of the Ham Radio fraternity. All details at ccarc.org.au slash mayhem. Now, I just need to find someone to keep an eye on Hammy that he doesn't pig out at the bistro. Till next week, this was Ed of EK2JI, Delta Delta 5, loves pork. Thanks, Ed. And wrapping up the social scene, Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club's Field Day at the Warhope Showground happens June 12 and 13. Sir Convention at Mount Gambier, also June 13 and 12. And Rosebud Radio Fest by Spark, 9.30am, November 14. Now till next week, walk softly. I'm Graham VK4BB. From Australia, this has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.